What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by CinematicGrill.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with, today, Mr. Jack Renault. How are you? Good, sir. Doing well. It is the most wonderful time of year for us uh, Oscar fans, or most stressful, depending on who you ask during what season. And we're definitely going to get into some crazy categories here today, I think. Yes. Mr. Hunter Friesen. Well, I know I said my the top ten episodes my favorite episode, but this is up there as well in terms of just the amount of fun and as Jack said, craziness that we get to have here in a couple hours. For sure, I I think this is one of my favorites too. Over actually the final predictions because by then we kind of know what's happening. Yeah, this is kind of even still we kind of yeah don't we have something we kind of have an idea of, but others yeah here yeah, like. like I, we look at best director, and we're gonna have a bloodbath today. And then once it's over, it's like, well, it's Christopher Nolan. So yes. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we uh, this is the one I was telling I was telling Hunter off the line, Jack. We can just throw shit at the wall, see if it sticks, and if it doesn't, who cares? Like, we're, you know, yeah. we're not doing any unrealistic predictions or anything like that, but we are gonna have fun. Uh, which uh means today we are our final prediction for what's gonna be nominated for the Oscars on Tuesday. Uh, love doing this every year, like we, we all mentioned. Uh, before we get into that, let's get into some of what we watch this week because we're going to skip all the news. Uh, Mr. Jack Renault, what do you have this week for us? Uh, well, the obvious, uh, I've been watching more Sopranos. Check back on that next week when yes. we cover that. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this the previous week, but I watched a documentary about uh, Sergio Leone. Pretty just kind of nice. normal documentary. Like a lot of a lot of I know that guys and then obvious like Scorsese, Tarantino, even Damien Chazelle, but each one of them gets their own little like Leone close up eye shot, which I think was a really cute touch to the to the documentary. Uh, I finally saw Saltburn. Uh with family? Yeah. That that yeah, that was about <laughs> I, I I went in with, you know, everybody's kind of divisive reaction. I'm in the middle, I'd say. I really liked a lot of stuff about it, but other stuff I was kind of just like, eh, about. Um, and it really sparked my thinking about whether it could pop up into some categories, but more on that later. Uh, I rewatched Blade Runner. I introduced my friend to the gorgeousness of 4K Ultra HD, and man, were they blown away by that. Uh, I mentioned last week that I had gotten the di- that I'd resubscribed to Disney Plus. I realized I did, did a bunch of human movies, so now now I did animal movies. I watched Dumbo, Bambi, Fox and the Hound, all great. Hadn't seen them from a while. I want to mention, <laughs> I was doing my usual Wikipedia browse uh, after I watch a movie. There was some case where um, it was like the largest deer poaching case in like American history. And, and like the judge who dealt with that case along with like his prison sentence, he ordered that guy to watch Bambi once a month. while he was <laughs> So ba- based judge, uh, hopefully it worked for him. Uh, back to the best pictures uh, binge. Uh, what I felt to be one of the fight, what I feel to be one of the fighting shining, the final shining lights. I watched a man for all seasons Hunter, we're on the same side. Glad you liked it. Gonzo, you might be a bit of a sell. 
I I will say take just take a look at the screenwriter and what else he's done. Yeah, so like that's, Robert Bull, Lords of Arabia. Some some really strong uh some really strong dialogue in there. Really kind of subdued best actor winner, but one that I really ended up liking. Mm-hmm. Uh and then yeah, it's nice to see, you know, Orson Welles and uh and Robert Shaw just pop up and that was a really fun, that was a really Robert, fun like Robert Shaw just shows up. He's like, This is my movie now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so good. Um, I also watched Past Lives. Um, nice. And man, that's really all I have to say about that. Just, just man. Uh, I get why our good friend Luke watched it like immediately the next day because after watching it, it made me want to go back and kind of rethink about it through the initial kind of setup of the movie. The other people talking in the bar, I really thought that was cool, and mm-hmm. just thinking about that throughout the movie was really impactful and. That's what I hope ends up showing up a lot uh, here come Tuesday. Uh, and lastly, Mr. Gonzo. <laughs> I teased this to you off the line this morning because I was just like, you know, I've, I'm just doing kind of like free schoolwork that I can just have a movie on in the background. Let's see what I can find. And as I'm browsing across Tubi, I come across one maniac cop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Not... I was like, oh shit, Tom Atkins, like, might as well. And then, lo and behold, Bruce Campbell pops up too, pops up too and some great Ash Williams face acting going on, I can say that much. Uh, <laughs> the, the score was really funny. It, uh, at times, kind of felt like I was hearing the Fantastic Mr. Fox score with, like, the kind of, like, solo, like, singer, uh, like, who was just like, oh! Like, reminded me out of that, but... No, that was that was really fun. I think uh, a lot of really funny moments, particularly with um, just some of the kills and the reactions to some. I remember the woman who uh, the guy gets thrown under the windshield, like the windshield becomes blood soaked, and she just turns on the windshield wipers and tries to drive away. Uh, but no, that was really fun and another win for your beloved Tom Atkins. They did they did my boy Tom Atkins dirty though in that movie, didn't they? <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, damn, he fucking died. I, I did not expect that much. Was, I remember when like I Janet Lee and Psycho. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, Tom Atkins, Bruce Campbell? I'm like, let's fucking go. And then that happened <laughs> in Maniac Cop. <laughs> Ironically, they do the same thing in Maniac Cop too. No, I was going to say, the ending, I was like, are they going to find him? And I, realized, I was like, oh, this is just sequel setup 101. And then yeah. I checked, and there it is. Mania Cap, <laughs> it's, it's, it rocks. It definitely did rocks. Did Bruce Campbell come back for the sequel? Uh, Yeah, for about two minutes. Oh, oh, mm. oh d- delightful. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still fun. Same killer, so still still fun. Um, He also directed uh the Joe Spinell iconic yeah, classic. He yeah, did I was direct like, this Maniac. Guy likes movies named Maniac. <laughs> yeah, William Lustig is fucking wild. I'm glad you liked it though. Uh, it, it's good to see. He also had like a a big relationship with uh uh Raimi. He was also part of the oh, wow. Army of okay. Darkness crew too. I believe he was the. Oh. I think he had a cameo in Army of Darkness. The director William Lustig. Speaking of cameos, I could I couldn't I couldn't scope him out because I didn't like know what he looked at at this point in time. But did you catch what renowned athlete was in uh, Maniac Cop? Because I was just scrolling through the cast names and I saw one name that I was like, "You're not an actor, I don't think." And lo and behold, it was this person, Jake Lamotta, right? 
You were correct. Jake oh. LaMotta, the boxer. I was like, that's not the De Niro Jake LaMotta, is it? And it was. <laughs> I think all, bringing us, uh, us bringing all these iconic names, maybe it'll get Hunter involved, interested in watching some uh, Maniac Cop. Yeah, <laughs> I guess oh. maybe. But that's a great that's a great pull. Are you gonna watch the sequel? I might I might if I'm if I'm feeling up to it. it, I, it it's I, fun. Yeah, the the 80s, uh, fighting the eighties horror. I was I was thinking of between a couple things. I was about to go American Gothic, but then you went kind of lesser on that. I was like I'm... the post the poster and name setup alone. I was like this is like it's literally fucking painting. Like I'm sold. That one's but... so fun. That that one really bugged me because of the poster. And the mm-hmm. title of the movie, but I, it, it's not it's not good. I didn't really like it too much. Hey. <laughs> um, awesome. Hunter, what about you? Anything fun this week? Fun? Hit or miss sometimes. Uh, but right after our podcast last week about musicals, I figured I'm on my best picture train. I might as well just knock off a musical. So I went back to the OG best picture winning musical, which is the Broadway oh, melody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not good, but it's hard to knock it because it was revolution revolutionized the use of sound in movies. So it's like the equivalent of Avatar winning for 3D. It's like, all right, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they do have at the very beginning, they use like diff- they have sound and they're like really um, flexing their muscles because they have sound coming from this room. There's a different room over here. So it's like really advanced work for the time, I'm guessing. But after that, it really falls apart. Bad characters. It's still a silent movie that I think they shot again for sound because there's still silent movie qualities to it. There are no scene transitions. It is just scene, black title card that says the next scene, and then the next scene. There's no actual editing of the scene, so it's really weird. And then there's still moments that are silent, too. There's like a minute stretch here and there where it's just silence. So, And I'm not much of a Broadway aficionado, but some of these shows are kind of bad. They were doing... They were <laughs> And why this girl gets famous because she stands on this pirate ship that they're doing for like, and she stands so everyone's like losing their goddamn minds. Like she's so beautiful. I was like, I was like, you're fifty feet away. There's no way you can tell what she looks like. <laughs> it's yeah. the plot is not what you came to this movie for. It even that it's still nothing. So Gonzo, have you gone to that one yet? No, that's one of the four I'm missing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, splendid. It's it's like it's not boring but it's not interesting either so i caught that but the next day coincidentally i also watched blade runner they were showing it <laughs> uh, 35 millimeter here the final cut uh at the theater near me and I, I liked it more this time around this is the second time i watched it the first time i watched it was like 2017 actually it was the first movie i saw at college that was shown there and i was not old enough to be watching that movie and actually appreciate it, but I like it more this time. I don't think I'm in love with it still, but the production of it is immaculate. Seeing it on the 35 millimeter and like the, it's basically 4K. It's like wow, this looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. The score's amazing. So I'm not in love with the story, or I feel like the ethical questions it brings up are both very dense but also feels surface level at the same time where i i'm still not sure about what's going on with that so but i liked it more and i would honestly watch it three four five times if i if it keeps showing up because it will uh i watched 12 years a slave because that's one of the best picture winners i've never seen uh because i was just too young to see it when it first came out i don't know why i haven't seen since 
I'm not a Matthew McConaughey fan, but we really just let him have that Oscar that year. Chiwetel you for he's putting the work into this movie. Yeah, he's so good. I I wish. I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, so I shouldn't say a whole lot either. Uh, he shouldn't have beat Leo. Leo is that's Leo's Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. Leo probably, is right there. I would probably yeah, say yeah. Chewy Tell's number two. Though. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. And and McConaughey is really good in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Still, it was a good year. That is a tough year because yeah, because you want Leo to win, so he doesn't win for the Revenant. <laughs> Not that he can't win for the Revenant, but you know, it's like eh, sure. What does win? Um, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else. It was Cranston, Damon, oh, Red. Oh, no, God. Cranston. Yeah, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I was like, I think yeah. it's Jobs. It's Cranston, Damon. No, Red, Cranston. Wasn't for Trumbo. For Trumbo. Wasn't Cranston the following year for 2016? No, right? No, that, that was, was 2015. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Then it may have been. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, Steve Jobs is a good movie, and I like Fastbender in it. But you know, I don't know if that would hold up still, though. Yeah. That would be very. That's very much a like. Eh, so good thing Leo's out here. Uh, I watched Lisa Frankenstein. I technically can't say anything about that. <laughs> uh, and then I had to do two rewatches. One of my friends wanted to watch Saltburn because they want to know what all <laughs> the Hollywood is about. So I watched that again. That movie climbed in my rankings. It is not the best movie of the year, but that is probably one of the most watchable and fun movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's immaculately made and i love a lot of individual moments of it if only it came together a little bit more i'd put in my top 10 but it it it's climbing and then just for you dave the same friend he saw horror movies that were going to come out this year two of them that were on his list were maxine and terrifier 3 i said (laughs) well oh no trilogy so we have to watch the first two if you want to watch this one so he's like all right I want to watch Maxine, so we watched X last night, and we were getting ready, so we watched that one. Oh, that's great. It's okay. Yeah. He he liked it more than I did a little bit. Was that your first Only time? Only because... No, I saw it when it came oh, okay. out. But yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, but we both him and I played the Texas Chainsaw uh, game a, a, quite a bit, and I was like, this, this movie is based on Texas Chainsaw a lot, and it's really like the game, and he was like, oh, and then it, you found a lot of the same moments to it, so yeah. Uh, we're gonna watch that. We'll watch Pearl at some point, and we will get into Terrifier. Oh, at some I point cannot! This I, I cannot. Me too. I was like, oh <laughs> my god. It was a coin flip, actually, and he was like, ah, we'll watch, we'll watch X because that one's a little more Terrifier. There is some definitely digestible. Love... I was, yeah, I, I, yeah. I said, I was like, people like X. Some people really hate Terrifier, though. He's like, well, we'll still watch it, but I was like, I know people who like it really hate it though so we watched that so yeah pearl will be at some point next week probably and then then we'll get in the terrifier at some point don't worry i'll put up the flare the bat signal from minnesota Uh, when i'm watching i don't even know what hunter's gonna say when he gets to terrifier too that's kind of like oh shit well, the uh, prob- yeah, the could we get is- a, could we get a beekeeper scenario out of him oh, for ter- oh, this- so for terrifier 2 the fact it's two and a half hours i don't know maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> that it was part of it because i was like terrifier is only 80 minutes long we we're like oh wait because this was like we, we literally finished x at like 2 30 in the morning so it's only been like eight seven hours since we finished terrifier 2 has to be treated like going to the opera like go to lunch <laughs> beforehand you dedicate I- the afternoon because that's usually how we watch movies. We don't decide till about midnight. I was like, well, we really can't do that for Terrifier 2. That movie's a little too long for me to be just figuring that out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, I mean, it did, yeah. When you watch it, we'll, we'll talk. I'm very curious to your thoughts it, on it. I've, 
I've always been excited because if the third one's what is coming out this year, I, I do want to see it just for the all the shit that's going around those movies. For sure. Uh, for me, uh, I guess you light week. I guess Kevin Hart movie. Lift is garbage. I I, oh. <laughs> I I I basically wrote in my on my LB. I'm like, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's literally me with Kevin Hart. I don't like anything he ever does unless the, he's with The Rock. I I need to stop with him. Um, Jackie, fucking masterful stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Rewatch JFK again and. JFK on 4K is just fun. Oh my god, Jack, you uh, need to get that 4K. I'm it gonna is... get it once I have the space because I have like a like one like kind of section of the shelf mm-hmm. left, and mm-hmm. that is too big of a box for me to be like, I'll get that now. That <laughs> what what else comes with it? Uh, like the... it it's a smaller box, so because I have the big Blu-ray box, this is like a, a it's a it's three cases. Uh, comes with a couple of documentaries. Uh. Q and A's type of thing. Nothing, nothing out of this world. Nothing that I haven't seen before. Or you probably haven't seen gotcha. before. Um, but it's, I mean, the movie itself, it's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else to be said there. Um, yeah, Donald Sutherland, man, Donald Sutherland. I, the man could have said like JFK rose from the dead three days later, and I would have been like, you know what? I, I think, I, I, I think he may be on to something. Um, then I saw JFK revisit revisited through the Looking Glass from 2021 that Oliver Stone also directed. It's something. It is. It's a documentary, but a lot of conspiracy theories there. Mm. Is it? Is it obviously because his stuff from JFK is actually pretty debunked at this point? So is he taking a new angle on the same material? Or is it just no? A new it's material? a new new angle on the same material okay. because a okay. lot because the stuff that he debunked that has been debunked makes sense, but the idea of like it being a cover up has not been debunked. So that mm-hmm. that's still you know, and I'm on his side on that. But also saw a Charlie Chaplin documentary called The Real Charlie Chaplin, which is pretty interesting. Not as not as great as I expected a Chaplin doc to be, but it's still really solid. Um, then, <laughs> all right, I saw Angel, Avenging Angel, not Avenging Angelo. I saw uh, that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> so Angel is about a high school student. Uh, here's the tagline: High school student, uh, high school honor student by day, Hollywood hooker by night. So the mo- <laughs> so she, she's a hooker at night and an honor student by day, as the tagline says, and basically. There is a serial killer uh, that's killing all the prostitutes, and you know her, she works with the cops to to a very eighties exploitation uh, genre based movies. But I thought they, were, I had a great time with them. Uh, then I rewatched Fade to Black this week. Fade to Black still remains like a cinephile's favorite horror movie. It needs to be like. Do you think if they remade this, it would work, Jack? Like and the guy just every it would, time I would have it, it would like re recontextualized, like re- remastered, yeah, like like, like make every, it for the modern day. Give and, him a letterbox to. Count. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, every time, every time he commits a murder, he'll log the movie of the murder he. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Although the the screen movies kind of already just corner that market quickly though. Yeah, yeah, uh, but no, yeah, yeah, Fate of Black still rocks. Um. And then the, I did some a Pacino because I was on a podcast earlier where we talked about Al Pacino's career and there were there was a few blind spots. Bobby Deerfield. I don't think I like Sidney Pollack. I think that's what it is. I think I like Tootsie uh-huh. and the Firm. So Bobby Deerfield is supposedly a racing movie. It's fucking melodrama to the max. It's essentially like 
Pacino mm. in a relationship with a woman. There's barely any racing sequences in it. It's so boring. I, I did when, not. When was it made? Seventy-seven. Okay, oh. so he's got some pull because this is this is like after like three consecutive Oscar yeah. nominations. Yeah. So he's, he's got. So he's part of it. I saw Chinese Coffee, which is a, one of his uh, films he directed. Uh, it's essentially a stage. Oh. It's essentially a stage play. It takes place in one room. A lot of conversation. I thought it was fine. And then um, Panic in Needle Park, which is his first lead role. Uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, I was telling Jack off the line. I can see why Francis Ford Coppola made the call because he is – it's a very big downer of a movie. It's essentially like that version of – the 70s version of Requiem for a Dream. Um, and I've been to Needle Park because it's right on the Upper West Side. So it you, you, walk, you can walk by it all the time. Um, but he, Pacino is phenomenal in it. And then finally this morning, I was talking to JC, friend of the show. We were talking about like horror movies from the mid-2000s and like theatrical experiences that you were there by yourself, like no one else showed up. And this is one of them. It's called Clown. It came out in 2014. <laughs> I saw the log. Dude, uh, this movie, it, like as a horror fan, this movie fucking rocks. So basically... Wife tells husband, you have to dress up like a clown because the clown uh, bailed on the birthday party. He puts on, he finds a clown costume at a house that he's, because he's a real estate agent, he wears that clown costume and the clown costume, you can't take it off. It starts molding into his body. So by the end of the movie, he becomes a literal like beast demon clown. It's the, the interesting thing about it. It's directed by John Watts who directed the Spider-Man movies for the MCU. Um, (laughs) I want, I kind of want to see him do something like this again. This is, movie's pretty it's pretty wild. I highly 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 recommend it in terms of like B B level horror movies. So, uh, and that's all I have. I started an Apple show uh the other day, but I can't really say anything about it. Uh So, yeah, that wraps up everything we watched. Let's get into why we are here. The 96 Academy Award nominations are on Tuesday, and we are going to predict or attempt to predict what will be nominated in every category except the shorts because we are not monsters. We have no idea what's going to be nominated, and we probably have not seen anything. In ter- the, the the only short that I've seen that I think will be nominated is that Disney short. That's literally all I got. Um, the the, once the upon- Wes Anderson ones, too. You know? Oh, yeah. The oh, well, yeah, that, or, too. Yeah. Heavy Sugar. Which... I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just say... I don't even know what my reaction's gonna be if that's what gets him his first Oscar. I'll be happy to hear him talk, but I'll also just sit and think about everything else. I think it makes sense in the grand scheme of the universe because almost every one of his movies has like a short in it. Basically, there's some short animated scene, there's some short the scene, and in, in every movie, so I'm like, you know what? Give him for his shorts because yeah, I don't think he'll ever win a competitive Oscar, unfortunately. So he just needs to have one. Yeah, I'm with something. you guys. I think I think at this point, this may be this may be it. If he doesn't get it for this, I don't yeah. think he's ever winning one. Yeah, unless he does like a complete pivot that like that's which like I think it's his next movie apparently like something completely different from what he's yeah. made or at least what I'm hearing. But I think it's I, I just I worry. He, he... I think aesthetically, as we're about to lose Jack again for the internet, I think aesthetically. Um, it wasn't me. He would have to change like completely. For I mean, he'll never do that. Which yeah, I'm fine with because it's one of my favorite aesthetics. There's, but yeah, 
I told because it. once you have Grand Budapest and keep doing the same thing, you're not gonna. There's no topping that really. Absolutely, unless you're just pulling out one of the greatest movies ever. Alrighty, so how we're gonna do this is we are going to each get our shot to shoot first. So, uh, Jack, why don't you start us off with best documentary feature? Oh, that's harassing. Uh, well, how exciting. I know all of you were dying to get your say in on this. So, <laughs> at the moment, I currently have 20 days in Mariupol in first place. Uh, these are kind of just based on like how confident I feel that they get in rather than winners down the road. Mm-hmm. So, I've got 20 days beyond Utopia, four daughters. I've got American Symphony in fourth place because I'm kind of holding out on there's always that one documentary omission that everyone's so confident gets in and then gone from the side. And then lastly, I have Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni project, which Uh has popped up in a couple nomination places that I feel are of note. Uh, I believe like Gotham and um, even the PGA for documentary, I can't remember specifically but that's one that i know has been popping up enough that i can consider it but that leaves uh still a michael j fox story off i'm doing that kind of more so to have me be surprised uh rather than me being being sad for it missing and me predicting it so i'll take my chances and just go with what i feel like could happen but again this is one of those ones where there could be something completely out of left field that none of us have ever heard of or considered so i'll never really know hunter what about you where do you differ here i have 20 days mario pole i have four daughters beyond utopia american symphony and then i have bobby wine the people's president which has also been on the trail quite a bit i love that we all differ on our four or five so I also oh, oh, okay. I also have twenty days beyond Utopia, four daughters. I do have still I okay. it hasn't yeah. really missed anywhere, which has been Miss PGA though. That was that's the big the big one that it gave me pause, but I loved I really love this movie. I think it's my favorite yeah. doc of the year. It it's very unconventional to what they nominate. I know this branch hates these types of movies and these types of quote unquote uh, bio docs, but I I really think having Michael J. Fox at the Oscars may be something that they may want, and I'm just gonna go down with the ship. This definitely feels like the one that's gonna miss so i'm not i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna i'm not gonna be too shocked when or if it misses but i'm holding out hope because i think it's either gonna be american symphony or still it's not gonna be both of them no Mm -hmm. i i i more likely that neither of them make it in them both of them make it in too and i i which one i don't know and does uh does pga i don't know how pga does like nominations do they have like their own like bodies for like documentary animated and so on or is it more just a collective process that i do not know okay yeah because that's another case where i'm wondering like how like because i know that they have their own branch and like how much Mm. that might have played a case but yeah no I, i think the there's a lot of like goodwill towards michael j fox didn't he win like like one of those like humanitarian awards, like maybe at the Oscars last year. Or I think he got an honor. Other... He got an honorary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So he's in the he's in their minds for sure. So I could definitely see that sneaking in. But I will say, yeah. if it gets in, I actually think it has a shot to win. It's mm-hmm. it's the that's its hardest. It's like, the uh, yeah. It's kind of like uh, Summer of Soul. Once it got sure, in, yeah. you kind of like okay, I think it could win. And then at five, I have the Eternal Memory. Sure. Yeah. It's okay. Just, okay. That, was, yeah. that was also in the cards. Um, so yeah, I mean this this, yeah. this I wouldn't shock it wouldn't shock me if we go one for five, four five for five four for five. It, like this could go anywhere. Um, yeah. My my goal in every category is four or five or better, and this is the one category. Is like if I go three for five, mm-hmm. I put big thumbs up. I'd be like, good, good shot. For it's sure, just how it is. Now we move on from documentary feature to music. Mister Friesen, best original song, which I think oh, we may be five for five, three of us. <laughs> okay, I have what was I made for? Barbie. I'm just Ken. Barbie. Road to Freedom. Rustin. It never went away, American Symphony, and of course, the fire inside from Flamin' Hot. Yep. Yep. Five, yep, five, yep, five, five for five. Five for five. Yeah. I said they they love songs from musicals. I'm just Ken, kind of a musical number. They like power ballads, social justice songs, which is the Rustin one, and they love Diane Warren, which we've got there. So we've got everything this branch loves. <laughs> and this year, it's actually a movie people have seen, so it's a little that bit is, easier. And I've, and I've heard from people, it's actually a pretty good song. Compared to some of our other ones that get nominated, which are not good, so I've never heard it. Uh, which I'm still, de- I didn't look this up. How the hell is this movie eligible? It never got a theatrical release. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think of that. But but at the same time, uh, what was the movie last year? Oh, the one, the the oh, tell it like a woman. How was that eligible? That movie didn't exist at all. So this one, this is a movie these people have heard of. Yes. Uh, I don't even think there's any other. Dis- is there anything at six? Uh, well, the, well, there's, well, the color of people thought. or the color of purple keep it moving. That's uh, that's the one that's like in the distant, like kind of sixth place. And then dance the night away. So, but yeah, I guess it's if it replaces one of the other Barbie songs. But that's that's yeah. about it. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. there's not much to talk about here. So I will take the next category, which is best original score, and. I'm pretty sure we're going to differ on our on our fifth spot here. So I have, at one, I have Oppenheimer, Ludwig Göransson, two, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robbie Robertson, three, Poor Things, Jerskin Fendrix. Uh, number four, I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Daniel Pemberton. And at number five, because it's going to happen, we just have to accept it, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, John Williams. I... The only thing that gave me a little bit of concern was that he said this is not going to be his final score. So maybe the Academy will be like, oh, maybe we can hold out. But I, I don't think they will. I think they're just going to do Williams and then call it a day. Uh, Hunter, I'll start with you. Where do you differ here? I mean, it was 50-50 on that last spot for me. I only did – Indiana Jones is actually the one – I'm I'm calling it like the woman king of this year where it is on the bubble for like four categories. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I don't think I have it getting in a single one, but I'm not. It could get zero nominations. It could get three. I have no idea. But I have the boy and the heron in the fifth spot. Okay. Most because people love that score in that movie. Indiana Jones, not so much. And I don't think anyone talked about the John Williams score. Again, not that that matters for John Williams. It really doesn't. So I would not be shocked at either of these happening. Uh, Jack, what about you? Yeah, uh, the same 
uh, top four, and then I have the I've just played safe. I have the zone of interest in five. Uh, Indiana Jones, I did think about. Uh, if if Kingdom of the Crystal Skull miraculously got in for score, then I would be far more inclined to throw it in. Uh, but yeah, kind of like what Hunter said, I don't think anybody was kind of walking away. I I didn't really hear much uh, like conversation about the score, and yeah, I didn't really get much out of it from the movie other than this is an Indiana Jones score. The only... So I, I do think it is Boy in the Heron or uh, Zone of Interest letter, which yeah. I have. The recency bias with Williams for me and like my decision making here was the fact he got in for Rise of Skywalker and yeah, that's yeah. quite the unmemorable and, score as opposed was, to like Last yeah, Jedi. That was, also a case, that was also a case of like I think the other two had gotten in mm-hmm. for score too. So at yeah. that point, I was I was like they'll follow through, but that's kind of because like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Less like people actually like that. Those are good scores too. I agree. I, I really with, do with, think with so. like memorable pieces too. Like yeah, those march like I can still hold. But that's actually good work there. That, I, yeah, I, Indian Jones. I couldn't tell you a single oh, thing oh, except oh, for the main re- part. The, the only reason I know some of the score from Dial of Destiny is because I cleaned theaters for like, three, <laughs> for like a month and a half of it, so I recognize <laughs> yeah. the music. Yeah. Is there any shocking omission not from the top four? Like something that should be up here that we're that's just like so far down. No, I'm thinking I'm like from the top like Oppie kill Avi Oppie's winning, so that's not like. Do we uh, think something misses out of the the big poor things? Because first time composer, maybe I don't think it's gonna happen, but it's 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 an interesting. A a couple weeks ago, I was middle on across the spider verse yeah. because pemberton just doesn't get nominated ever but he has been the most focal point of this whole campaign and mm-hmm. they're they're they i think that's beyond obviously just animated feature that is the area they are pushing the most and is the music the music the music pemberton is our guy he has been doing this so i i think he's pretty good on that one all righty all right jack an easy one for you coming up best makeup and hairstyling <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the category that I feel like some funny stuff could happen. As to how as to how funny this stuff is, I really don't know. Uh, but I currently have Maestro, Poor Things, Oppenheimer. Then I've got the Society of the Snow in fourth. And I'm going to half court and taking my shot with the last voyage of Demeter. That, oh, that like would be wild if it gets in. That, that that seems like one of those like just kind of out of left field like ha huh? nominations. And it, if there is one that it would probably do, it would probably be makeup. And I feel like that's kind of the one where it would lie because I feel like the top three are really my only like safe bets because gold, gold is pretty high too. Uh, but that's one of those cases where I just. Wait, <laughs> wait. I, I think the idea of. Ron thinks about Golda. And... Oh, 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 oh. Go ahead. Oh, we lost Don't you again. Man. God damn it. But you're good. Well, you're good. We, you're you're good back. Now. You're back. Oh, holy shit. Okay. It was- it was, uh, it was like a five second pause. I just, so I just felt I like, like, I, I like I, the internet, the internet ahead. movie guys didn't like him shitting on Golda. I think that's what it was. Yeah. 
Well, I should be the only one. I'm the only one who's actually seen the goddamn movie. <laughs> I, I, w- I will say the only difference I have with you, Jack, is I do have Golda in because that is the type of nominate okay. movie they love nominating. That that makeup yeah, work is yeah. like they eat that shit for dinner. Like that's what it's, they love doing. It is the only reason and, I think the movie exists. I think they just they like we have the technology. We have to. In... Yes. Yes. Society, so, okay. Okay. But Last Voyage of the Demeter, that was one when it came up on the long list. I was like, you know, it's got to be there for a reason. Just because mm-hmm. nobody cared about that movie that came out. If it's on there, there's something going on with that. So I, I'd like it. If Golda didn't make it and then Demeter made it in, I'd be pretty happy. All righty. VFX. Hunter, take it away. Okay. This one's a little bit tougher, honestly, at this point. Um, the only ones I think are safe are the creator and guardians of the galaxy volume three mm-hmm. uh, yes. creator. It's the entire point of the movie guardians has gotten in for every single one and there's no other superhero movies eligible. So pretty good on that one. Pretty safe. I think it's poor things. It's best picture nominee, uh, society of the snow. I also have for the plane crash sequence basically. And at fifth place, I'm going with the narrative. I have Godzilla minus one. Okay. Yes. Yes. I also have Godzilla minus one at my four spot. Um, I mirror you, poor things creator, Guardians of the Galaxy. And in my five spot, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking the Academy is going to be boring here. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It, it, <laughs> uh, it was, again, 50-50 for the last spot. I was like, well, Indiana Jones and Napoleon were right there. And I'm like, it could be easily. I have no idea. Jack, what about you? So... I'm I'm looking at Gold Derby's odds right now, and what's fascinating is there's only one movie that's at a hundred to one, and that's Rebel Moon. From there, Please the don't. next. From, Please I'm, don't. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that movie from there, actually from there, looks the, pretty bad. The, the the next lowest from there is forty six and one, and then everything else is higher. So there's a lot, honestly, that could like sneak its way in. I've got the same top two again. Those are the only top two I'm actually confident about. Uh, then I also have poor things. Uh. I've got Zella minus one and Society of the Snow, but I will say Mission Impossible is kind of I'm thinking about it right now. That's one that I'm I, I could just see myself throwing in later, just because that too, kind of in the same purpose, it's like I feel like it's sneaking in here is fascinating, especially with like the other movies that have not. Uh yeah. So clearly there is a love for it, and if people were to channel their love into one place, this is really it. So I can see that making up, but I currently, I have Across the Spider-Verse cut, unfortunately, just because the, it seems very feasible, especially given that, like, both movies, for that matter, have been renowned for its, like, design and such, but the special effect, or the VFX animation is such a weird and, like, rare kind of crossover. I'd rather play it safe not betting for it than betting for it so i've got a cut but if spider-man gets in hell yeah i'll be stoked for it yeah that spider-verse nom would be elite and i mean that would be with score this three noms that'll be solid yeah um but i think it's just i'm not that i was predicting it it's just like mission impossible and john wick franchise never gotten a single oscar nomination Mm -hmm. So I'm in the position, it's like, well, I'll just believe it when I see it, and I'll just take one for the team if they get it in. But I don't think either franchise has been as beloved that they are at this exact point, so, well, I guess Fallout was a little more, but, so who knows? 
No, for sure. Uh, I will take the next one, which is best sound. Uh, number one, I have at one, I have Oppenheimer. Then I have Maestro, The Zone of Interest, Napoleon, and Ferrari because they love room, room, room in this category. So I feel. What was- Say, say, what was your? What did you have missing? So, Oppenheimer, Maestro, The Zone of Interest, Napoleon, and Ferrari. No killers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have Kills of the Flower Moon instead of Napoleon. Okay. That's yeah. I, I, I'm the same, but I was I was really looking at Napoleon, and same for VFX too. Honestly, I could that could be one that just pops up with like four nominations, like production design, sound, VFX, and mm-hmm. it's not considering because even. House of Gucci walked away with like three or something. Granted, it had like completely fall. Oh, just only one? Just the makeup. Yeah, because it was supposed to have. It should have been two with oh, makeup and Gaga. Oh, that's right. No actors got in. Yeah. 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 Even even Leto, I think by that point had a few had had a few spaces in there too for precursors. But yeah, I think it's kind of just those six. I'm really going between barbie's up there too and if they really like barbie then i could see that popping up in sound 100 percent agree mm-hmm. it's I, one barbie is one that uh, there's two categories this one and another category we're going to talk about in a second if they appear in those two it's going to be a really strong day for barbie i think mm-hmm. i the zone this is the zone of interest in sound is my like personal campaign like that has to get nominated in sound it has to it's one of the best uses of sound i've ever seen in any movie ever I can. Have you seen that yet, Jack? Zone of interest. I have not. That, I, that like just came to my local theater like last weekend. Oh, I've I not had a chance let, to. let me know the type uh, of. T- let me know how many like people go see that. Like, is it a big crowd or small crowd when you go see it? Oh well, yeah. it is like it is like the art the art house theater. Oh okay okay area. cool. So so, okay. so it'll definitely be people there because it'll probably be all they'll have to go see it. I think because we yeah. only had another the- like that and another theater playing poor things out of like the six in my area. So. I, I I will say I mean I've seen it at home with the FYC and then in theaters uh, f- during NIF. Uh, that is a phenomenal theatrical experience. It's such a yeah. haunting experience. I yeah I I love that movie. Uh, all right, there's nothing really. I mean, so far we haven't really had too much debating going on. I'm sure that we will get to it soon. Next up, Jack, best costume design. Costume design. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay. So I have Barbie in first place. Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Color Purple, and Ooh. Oppenheimer. Uh, again, I I have Napoleon cut here. One that I could see if it gets there. I think it could get a few, and then. Wonka right beneath it. I was thinking about that too, but I feel like the I'm, I'm kind of losing confidence that that movie is going to pop up anywhere. Specifically with with it missing categories, like not getting the shortlist for song when I feel like it probably should have and was expecting it to do so. Um, but it does have the recency bias, and it kind of just dominated the holiday box office. So I'm sure it's fresh in people's minds. But yeah. I think Wonka missing the guild was my big like. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's mm-hmm. not include Wonka here. Uh, Hunter, anything different on your end? I have Napoleon instead of uh, the color purple because okay. uh, Critics Choice, BAFTA, and the Costume Designers Guild 
asterisk on the costume designers guild because they have like eighteen thousand categories. So everybody got one of those nominations. Yeah, uh, the only difference is I do have Napoleon in because uh, it just feels like that type of movie that they go for the costumes. Oppenheimer is the strength nomination because the whole movie mm-hmm. is just the movie is just suits, but they're really badass suits. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was, and it was also spoiler alert is the only below the line category where I didn't immediately have it in. I was like, well, at that point, I'm just going to go all in. I, I I'm to. with you. It's the Every uh, category is eligible. And honestly, as a a comic book movie fan, the scene and I I thought about it when I first saw the movie. I've I've seen this movie like seven eight times already. The scene where um, David Kirk uh, Kronholtz tells tells Oppie and take that ridiculous suit off and the score hits like another level and he's suiting up like he's fucking Batman and he puts a hat on. I'm like, yeah, that's going to get a costume nomination. That's like him suiting up into a superhero outfit. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it reminds me also like jokes aside, the Oppenheimer nom for the suits reminds me of the Irishman. The Irishman got in basically for suits. So I can, I can see this getting in. That was, the one that, we, that that one was Sandy Powell as well, which oh, also that was Sandy is, Powell, yes. Oh, yeah. but, which also leads me to Barbie, which has Jacqueline Duran, who's won twice before, and I'm like, well, Barbie's also strong, so Barbie's not far off for me as well. Oh no, it's in. Never mind. What the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna Never say. Mind. I mean, the the, the I, winner there I, feels like Barbie. I like how I, I wrote yeah. that and like I fucked up my prediction. I go, oh, Mark Bridges is the other one with for Maestro because there are some interesting costumes there, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and then Mark Bridges got him for Joker, right? And but that, that was, was that's not, one of those that, were that was strange. That one made, yeah, yeah. that one, the movie made a billion dollars, so <laughs> that one definitely helps. All righty, uh, production design, Hunter. Man, this is the one where I'm gonna have to say a sad thing here. All right, I have Barbie, Poor Things, Kills of the Flower Moon, Done and Dusted. I have Oppenheimer. And I do also have Napoleon in there. I wish for a, I wish I could say Asteroid City, but I just uh, can't yeah, do it. Yeah. I just um, can't. Only because French Dispatch could not do it in 2021. <laughs> a little weaker year, and uh, I just I can't have my hopes up again for that one. It's done well, but not well enough for me to trade it out for Napoleon. So makes, there makes you go. sense. Jack. Yeah, I believe we have the same five uh barbie poor things oppenheimer killers napoleon i too would foam at the mouth over an asteroid city nomination uh even if it's in the form of i, I don't remember if it got the shortlist for song <laughs> dear alien if that's uh, uh, that would be the, no- the nomination of the year easily but yeah, I would rather, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm going to bet against my heart so that I'm either happy because I'm right or I'm happy because what I liked got in. So so I have a different fifth. Uh, so I have Barbie, Poor Things, Killers, Oppie. Um, my fifth is a zone of interest. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It feels very um, parasite in terms of the the Parasite got nominated for production design for the build of that house. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. this... Uh, zone could follow the same trajectory in terms, especially if it's going to be uh, best picture contending nominee. So I think it is going to be one of those uh, in that ten later on. But yeah, so that is my five. But I do yeah. see, you know, the Asteroid City. 
I actually had it all the way down to this week. And when I was finalizing this, I'm like, ah, it's not going to happen. No matter what. I mean, I would love it to happen. It's not going to happen. And it would be. I like every one of these movies in this lineup. And I think they have great production design. So that's the thing. Even if Asteroid City knocks out Napoleon, I would be bummed because Napoleon looks immaculate production-wise. So, Yeah. So he got in for Budapest. He did not get for him for the last two. What his track record is it consistently missing this category? Okay. He really, I'm, if I'm correct, I think it was really just like a bunch of screenplay nominations and then like score and animated feature for Mr. Fox. Yeah. Fucking went through the moon with Budapest, like nine yeah. nominations or something. And then Isla Dogs animated, French Dispatch, Goose Egg. And then goose egg, yeah. Yeah, I it it literally is. Yeah, that's why I I really wanted to get live action short because it it was Budapest. (laughs) That was his only chance, and it didn't Mm -hmm. work out. So it's it's like that's not coming around again, buddy. I'm sorry. No matter how much I love him. All righty. Next up is film editing. Pretty easy, right? Um. (laughs) So I'll take this one. I have Oppenheimer. I have Killers of the Flower Moon. I have the Holdovers. I have Barbie. And I have Anatomy of a Fall. Oh. We share the same five. Oh, shit. All right. All right. (laughs) There's one movie, though, that is I I don't know. And I'm guessing, Jack, you might have it then in. Yep. That was my number five. And then it went down to number six. Oppie, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers, Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. So, yes, we are thinking along the same lines. I there is no way that it's all there's always some editing miss there's yes. always one thing that we oh, talk yeah. about and we're like oh it's like it missed editing uh and i've got barbie cut at the time being but i am between Ooh. four things and barbie for that cut i do have anatomy for a fall in because or anatomy of a fall uh that's one of the that's one of those that you know it's going to be showing up in a lot of high places i, I think it does sneak into editing um and holdovers too is one that I'm also just thinking about, but yeah, we are all missing. We haven't talked about it yet, but there's a very showy editing that I loved in the movie that I cut is out. It my, is it yeah, micro? yeah, okay, that yeah. feels like it could just randomly show up as well. And and, and that's the drop off too. That from there, like Ferrari, then follows and Napoleon. So, it, Maestro, that definitely could that could happen if if they end up liking it more than anticipate but i'm kind of beginning to feel like that divisiveness might transfer over aside from the obvious uh cooper mulligan makeup yeah Uh, it's interesting though because obviously there's so much correlation with editing and picture and winning picture the the holdovers i i think it's very important for it to hit here because lately the the conversation over the last week and a half has been this is actually the number two and it goes along the line with if you can't decide what number two is, there is no number two. I think just people are just trying to find something, and it's I don't think it's there. But uh, I think the holdovers here, it's crucial. Um, I don't see – I don't know. Maybe because I feel confident that Barbie's going to have a really good day. That, I was going to say, that's the uh, that's the thing, too. Like it, It's contingent on how how much the Academy likes Barbie, I think. Cause Correct. The, 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 I, BAF, yeah. the BAFTA performance was foreseeable, I think. I could, def- I could definitely understand why that might not have resonated as well as it might with, like, an American voting body. But I have more on that later uh, with some other categories. But we, 
we don't even have ACE nominations either till next Thursday or Friday, so we don't even have that either to go off of. That's so. going to be fun when we not not ACE, but when and, we, and we retrospect pre- after the Oscars. Dude. When oh, we yeah. predict. Uh, do our final predictions that we won't have WGA until like a month after the Oscars. <laughs> so that should be, that yeah. should be a fun so, one when we get to it. Yeah. Um, Jack cinematography. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this might just be the five. Uh, I've got Oppenheimer killers, four things, maestro and the zone of interest. And from there, it looks like a fairly steep drop off after that five. The yeah. The only thing that concern, uh, the only thing that concerns me is the whole El Conde. Yeah, okay, I was gonna ACU say that be, that being in sixth, that being in sixth place is very fascinating because I would expect it to be like, like a Napoleon or just something that's like there. But the fact that like that's fairly high means that there's probably like some passion behind it I mean, yeah this is this is the same branch that did nominate top gun maverick last year so it could be <laughs> yeah working it. yeah but so it is it also it also something this category is become fetishized for black and white every yeah. single one of these movies has black and white in it at some at one point <laughs> or killers yeah. of the flower moon is one montage at the beginning that is literally less than one percent of the movie so it's like eh, but it, it is in there it is in this movie so yeah which is funny the possible snub from these would it be poor things it's, it's so showy of work though mm-hmm. it's, which i it doesn't automatically mean nomination but it is it's <coughs> incredibly well done too this is the the um show strength for barbie if it shows up here and sure, and yeah. he's double and pierre and prieto is double nominated and that would Personnel, personnel wise, that would be such a bummer. That'd yeah, so bummer. And then you have <laughs> that, you have, you have Oppie. Doesn't look ugly, but it doesn't look great either. No, I mean the only the only thing I do argue. I mean, I mean this goes more into production design with like their their playtime re- recreation yes. of the Mattel thing. But uh, the you guys ended up your Oppie killers, Maestro Poor Thing, Zone of Interest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, this one will definitely, like you said, Hunter, they snub what probably would have won last year. Yeah. So, so we just, yeah, All Quiet in the Western Front was barely mentioned at this stage of the process anyway at this point last year. So who knows? I will say, I'm going to, Hunter's up next, and I am giving him what I consider the easiest category of the day. Um, wow. I, I don't need, like, you can, you can be cute and try to pick something else, but I think it's foolish. Uh, adapted screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just let's just get through it. All right. Uh, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Kills the Flower Moon, American Fiction, Poor Things. That's it. With 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 like one alternative, yeah. <laughs> with if you, I have the, but yeah, all the strangers and or the zone of interest in the very. Not so distant, but still distant sixth, seventh place. Yeah, I'm with. As soon as Barbie moved over, this became a yeah. cakewalk. Which I feel bad for, like all of the strangers who had only one chance at a nomination was this screen was this category, and then it was like, nope, not anymore. For sure, uh, Jack, you don't have anything different here, right? No, no. Just yeah. for the sake of the fun, what would be the one movie you think would be snubbed? Killers of the Flower Moon. 
I th- You're snubbing Eric Roth? Yeah. The king of this category? He missed BAFTA. Well, yeah, that's true. This movie, that movie missed a lot of BAFTA. Yeah, which is which is the interesting thing of it all is the, all the BAFTA noms that it missed. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I do have Barbie winning right now. I do think that's gonna happen, but um, that's another. It's gonna be funny. It's it it's never gonna compete this category anywhere else in the season. Anywhere else. And it's already one original, which is and I think <laughs> so. It's it's gonna be. So yeah, both of both screenplay categories are the whoever wins it or i guess right now we do not know what the competition is because barbie's won every original screenplay category and is not had any adapted challengers and hopefully what i'm saying doesn't get cut out it does not we will definitely keep this the (laughs) the idea of the greta noah win just feels up there for me so um i think the last time this happened was Moonlight, right? Yes. And ended up winning yeah, adapted. Ended up winning yeah. adapted too. So, I'm trying to think if anything else got moved in the recent years. Actually, that got nominated, I guess, because like Origin just got moved as well. But that's which not is really another conversation or... to have with the Francis Fisher push in the last. Like, I think it's too late this time around, and I think it's the the concentration of the screen not one aspect of origin like two leslie was like on uh R- riseborough and that's it yeah like this doesn't have a focus of the push it was more on the um the movie as a whole so that's kind of where uh where i'm at yeah. there yeah i think they still neon i can't blame them they're busy with uh anatomy of fall and they've done a great job of it but they kind of bungled that campaign yeah, just, it still isn't even. I mean, it just came out this weekend. Like people really haven't seen this movie at all. Not at Nobody's all. Nobody's seen it. Uh, so, did we lose Jack? Is Jack here? I should be. Hello. Yes, you are. I hear yeah, you. Very good. Um, cool. Yeah, but at least you took a break on the category. That doesn't matter. Not the you know, not much debate. For sure. Oh, original screenplay. No, we just now got. We're on, we're on original screenplay now, which I I'll take it. All righty, here we go. So. I feel good about past lives. I feel good about the holdovers. I feel good about anatomy of a fall. I now feel a little better about Maestro. It got the BAFTA. That yeah, was, that that, that helped me push it to to number four. And here's where I I have this. Honestly, I haven't decided yet. My article drops tomorrow morning, so I think. This is going to be a lone screenplay nominee. I'll say that. I think it's okay. Gonna... Yep. I think I uh, figured where you're going. So it's either between two movies, and one is already an Oscar winner, and the other one is not. So I think I'm going to go Emerald Fennell and Saltburn in my five spot. Oh, okay. I think okay. so. I'm not. A, I'm still not a hundred percent sure, but I. Th- I just feel like it's either her or sammy birch for may december that's kind of where i'm at for my five spot i would love it to be air but it's, it's not I was gonna about, be I was, I was waiting for you to i wish twist into it because i'm also it's in there i was waiting for the biggest fan of air to twist I, it in I, there i can't i, can. yeah, I yeah. wish man <laughs> i know i want it and i so wish bad. Too. i really wanted to out of those three i think it's the best screenplay out of those three films i for, can for me personally, and it's such a great story too for him to get yeah. loan screenplay credit on that. Yeah, I, 
But uh, yeah, uh, out of the three, I think I'll go with the Oscar winner there, and I'll do Emerald for now. For now, for now. Uh, Hunter, what about you? Yeah, I was very shaky on Maestro until it got the BAFTA nomination, and I was just convinced it was going to pull a 1917 Top Gun Maverick, where it's just like, it's a big movie, it'll get in the screenplay. And in the fifth place, I still have May, December. Okay. Shakily, but I think it's got... That is the one aspect that that movie's been chugging along pretty steadily at this point, so I'm going to stick with it. Jack, and I, I too am holding out with May December, and I, I thought about Air because that too also kind of feels like a lone screenplay nom. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I kind of just felt back with what's kind of been popping up already, and still think can maintain some of its love especially with um, now there being like a wide open fifth slot with Barbie gone. Yeah. that It's a tough one for the five spot. Like I can see you guys being right. I can see both of us, the three of us being wrong and some random movie comes in and takes, takes a spot. What would be that? What the fuck screenplay? Uh, it would be like the, the worst person in the world kind of one where it's like, Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. What does gold derby have listed? I haven't, I have looked trying yeah, to think. Dream scenario for Oh, yeah. man, no. No, I'm okay. Don't. I, I'm I, okay. I, I, I mean, Iron Claw. There's a massive surge, dude. It's don't beneath don't, salt. It's beneath Aaron Saltburn in the odds right now. Don't tease me like that. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. Don't tease hey, me. Hey, the boy, a good time. boy, boy in the hair. Well, actually, no, that was adapted, but not really. I don't know. No, it's original. It's original. Okay, okay good. Because yeah. it technically is, but really isn't. It's like origin, but yeah. Oh well. Hey, that'd be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what do you, I mean? It's what do you have winning right now? The holdovers because it's it's surging at the exact moment mm-hmm. at this point. It's it's popping off. I do think if this was written by Payne, it would be an easier W. Um, yeah, right his now third, have, his third win. God damn it! At that point, it would be. <laughs> I would. I right now I have Anatomy of a Fall, which so they can get Trier and Oscar okay. too. Yeah, that's surging at the right time too. We'll yeah. See, um, another easy one, uh, international feature, right? Pretty easy. Yeah. Um, there's there's a few. So here's where I ended up. So I'll take this one. So, uh, actually, actually no, I just took original screenplay. Jack, take international feature. Okay. Uh, international feature. I know I have Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, let me get two. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it should, but oh, I not know. that. No, I'm I'm blanking. Zone of interest number one: Society of the Snow, Fallen Leaves, Perfect Days, and The Taste of Things in fifth place. Okay. Uh, uh we, pretty much pretty much just going like based on odds, chalk, and all that. <laughs> we do differ a little bit here. I don't know if Hunter does. So I have Zone, Taste of Things, Society of the Snow. I have Totem at four, and then I have Fallen Leaves at five. And Dave and I have the same lineup, actually. Okay. I have Totem in that fifth spot with Perfect Days in the Teacher's Lounge, just waiting in the wings, ready to maybe get in there. Yep. I, I can just, see this not being accurate at all. Well, yeah, it, it's this is sort of similar to documentary feature. There's usually one movie where you're like, what the fuck even is this? The, the, your Lunana, a yak, yak in the cloud. Like what is, what is this movie? Yeah. But I think totem has been that little movie that could this whole year, kind of like the quiet girl where it's just, 
everyone's just loving about it. It got like Gotham's Indie Spirits. I think it got like LA Film Critics. So I'm thinking it, it's just got enough to get that fifth spot, I think. Yeah. And I mean, overall, just this top three, because I love the taste of things, zone of interest, and mm-hmm. society is really solid too. I think it's a, a good international lineup this year. This this is a good one. Yeah. There's, there's like, if you take out Toad and put like Perfect Days there, that is a very. I don't want to say blockbustery international feature, but like these are mo- people movies people have seen, have talked about, mm-hmm. dominated their respective category. This is there is no movie like you have a Mads Mikkelsen Promised Land movie, which is nowhere to be seen here. Like that, I don't know how that's not been talked about at all. That's a great movie, mm-hmm. but just the competition's tough this year. Awesome. Alrighty, moving on to animators feature Hunter. Take it away. Okay, uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I I want that five so bad. Just just take it. Just just do it. (laughs) So the only counter before we go to Jack is while I want to... I have the same four. Do we do... Do you think Academy members will say, hey, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles looks, looks like pretty similar to Spider-Man. Let's go for something else. I don't think they're nominating based on animation style and saying, no, you can't get in based on that. Because right now I, yeah. I, I have Super Mario in right now. But... Oh, what the? F- what? It, it, come out with something <laughs> better than that. Because... <laughs> If it wasn't for, I mean, if it wasn't what if type of situation, it was the highest grossing movie of the year, and it w- it's the number two highest grossing movie of the year. So yeah. they didn't they didn't go with any not many of those Despicable Me movies or Minions movies. They went high. They don't they no, don't they really did. like Illumination all that much. They went they for some for, of them, not all. Did of they them. go for Minions, not like the Despicable Me, but like Minions, for example. Because I don't think Minions: The Rise of Gru got in. If it did, then. I think the they first the Frozen, movie. you know, Frozen Two didn't get in the box office. I don't think plays too much here. True. If they don't, if it, if it's not a acclaimed film, which how many people like Super Mario all, all right. that much? You convince yeah. me. I all right, you convince me. I'll go. If, I'll, if, I'll stick if with Peach Teenage Mutant. Made it past uh, the long list, and because I think it missed the short list. If it had done that, then I might be more inclined with the song combo, but. I don't think in that case. All right, you guys convinced me. I'll I'll go back to Ninja Turtles there, and that would be an ideal lineup. I mean, I don't like the boy and the heron too much, but I do. Uh, sorry, you've already disrespected me already. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop um, it. I guess number win this category. Number. Yeah, I know. Number I my luck right there. Number six, seven, Robot Dreams. I haven't seen it, but I know it has a lot of fans. If uh, this is the old voting system for this i would consider it more mm-hmm. where it was just an animators and more select few but now it's way more wide open which would mean super mario wouldn't be as uh discounted as it. i just made it no i mean the boss baby got in here like super mario can easily get yeah. in yeah <laughs> that's true uh but i a tmnt did get the pga nomination that, it is well like they are they are pushing this movie so did I mario like mario is... get pga no I don't think uh, it's got with, with the gross. With the gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, think I it's good. right now I, I guess it's between Spider-Verse and Boy and the Heron, or the Boy and the Heron could be the Globe win, and then that's yeah. it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, all righty, moving on. 
What is uh, Jack? What do you have? Oh, yes. uh, the same same five. I hold the funeral march for my beloved chicken run. Chicken run. It could yeah. happen, Jack. It could happen. It, it could. could. Ba- I held out hope for BAFTA. I was like, I've got BAFTA. Let's see how big that overlap is and how many people actually vote. There's a chance because if if it missed BAFTA, like we're going oh, yeah. to we're going to cemetery. Like the dream's dead, but. <laughs> Would that be was, would that be it I, for I, you? Like the nomination for you for more? That would be the nominate because like what also gives me hope is like, I mean, how many voting bodies like with best animated feature categories like tie over to the Oscars? Like BAFTA, like there's not one at or Globes don't tie over. Uh, Critics Choice doesn't tie over. Um, I don't know how what much the Annies do, especially now that they've like opened the doors for like more people to vote. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know how well Chicken Run or I don't know how well Netflix has been pushing it. Or I'm blanking on if they have any other horses in this race. But yeah, the Nimona has been their big push. I've noticed it, that they've done a lot. Of... It, it would be nice, given that the category was created in 2001 in response to the now present competition of DreamWorks and others, partially because of Chicken Run. So. Yeah. yeah, I was sad I forgot its day in the original, but granted, this is a lesser movie than that. Yeah, it would it would be it would not shock me if that just pops in. It uh, is Hardman, and they they obviously love Hardman. So yep. All righty. Uh, so moving on to supporting actress, I'll take this one. All righty. So Divine Joy Randolph in the holdovers, Emily Blunt. And Oppenheimer. Daniel Brooks in the color purple, but I will say I can see her missing without a doubt. She she's the one that completely she makes everything and nomination morning she is out because I do not see that movie getting anything but that nomination. So I could definitely see her missing out. Um the next couple of categories, I'm probably breaking a lot of rules and breaking stats. I said this is a package deal, but I'm not going to do the package deal anymore. So mm-hmm. Jody, Jody Foster and Nyad. So I'll do that. All right. <clears throat> this is like no guts, no glory. I'm throwing it against the wall. This person has not won anything. She's only been nominated for CCA. She, uh. <laughs> she, I'm doing it. She gave one speech. And it was a damn fucking good speech. Uh-huh. And like I have spoken to no one, no Academy voters or anything, but I've spoken to people about that speech, just casuals. And they are like, oh, she's going to get nominated for an Oscar. right?" I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. We'll see. But that speech on Sunday was something pretty great. Uh, so I have America for our and Barbie. Sure. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. I, I'm probably I'm probably 100 percent wrong here, but I feel that. I, if she didn't give that speech, I probably would have just thrown the towel and be like, ah, let me not shoot my shot. But I thought she, her speech on Sunday, or at Critics' Choice, was pretty phenomenal. And it's not like she's going in without anything. Um, Penelope Cruz is my six. Uh, and it would have another nomination with sound, so the, that package deal feels okay. So my brain says Penelope Cruz. My overperforming Barbie head is saying... America Ferrara. So um, I'm fine either way, but that would be a pretty fun nomination, especially since uh, it reminds me not in the what is an old ass man 
and she is not an old ass man, but the hmm. Judd Hirsch from last year, he has that one scene, does mm-hmm. his thing, and he gets in. She has that insanely beloved monologue at this point, and I think that could be just you don't need to submit anything, just submit the monologue, and it could just be and, sufficient and she's enough. More than movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she, it could be sufficient enough for her to get in. Um, worst performances have gotten in in this category. That's another thing. I don't think she's actually bad in it. It's just she has that one scene and isn't really given much else to do the rest of the movie. So that that that's something. Um, but yeah, if this doesn't happen and Penelope Cruz at six feels pretty legit to be uh, in. Jodie Foster as in nine. I think if she didn't get every, if she missed somewhere, then sure, I would not give her in because that would be another that would be the low nominee. So that's why the Danielle Brooks and Jodie Foster in here as low nominees for the film feels very fucking weird for me to do. Um, so a part of me wants to remove Brooks, bring in Cruz, and I'll feel a little better about myself. But uh, I'm going to roll with this five and just know I probably will be at least three out of five here. Uh, Hunter, go ahead. I have yours, but I do not have America Frere. I do have Penelope Cruz. Okay. Mine, the, the Judd Hirsch argument does work because mine was if America Ferrer had SAG nominated, I would put her in. Mm-hmm. But because that's such a populist area, Barbie did really well there in terms of what it could do. And if, if she can't get SAG, I was like, I just don't know if there's enough for that one. Did Judd, but Judd, Judd, Judd did, Hirsch didn't get a damn thing last year and he got in. I think he might have maybe something. So there's room for it. I just think if Penelope Cruz has gotten in with less before. Yeah. She's Penelope Cruz. And she's the one thing people are talking about in Ferrari that's actually, like, really good. So I wonder the Almodovar effect, because she got in for Parallel Mothers was nothing, but it, it is Almodovar. So that's another thing. Like, this is <laughs> she Michael got Mann nine, who don't... Oh, so. she did get in with nine. I forgot about nine. Yeah, uh, that's, that's that's half the reason. Like, she got in for shit before. Well, nine's a good movie, I think, but that's just me. Uh, Jack... Uh, yeah, I too have Penelope Cruz at the moment. Uh, the the Sandra Huller kind of surge. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I've I've pondered that possibility as well, and even even Rosamund Pike. I feel like Saltburn too is having a little bit of a surge, just like in terms of like talking and yeah, like talking about, and that's one that I feel like if. We've kind of talked a bit about like the Academy getting like younger and stuff. That's one of those nominations where like if it shows like that's one that could pop up along with um, America Ferrera too, I think. Um, but no, I, I do think those first four are. I, I just don't want to bet against them. Like you, like you said, Dave, it is weird because like they're both low nominees, but they're kind of not giving me a reason to do otherwise. So mm-hmm. Julian Moore. Um, is another there. conversation yeah. to have because she could easily get in. Uh, and then we remove the lone screenplay nominee for May December. If you wanted to not have to fall on that, the I just feel like I don't know. Daniel Brooks is that movie is so weak. Like in terms of like as as a contender, but she hasn't missed even more than Penelope Cruz. That is the one thing people are talking about. For yeah, yeah. Daniel Brooks, Daniel Brooks, Daniel Brooks. And she hasn't missed anywhere. No, she has. So, I, I was... so that's, that's but what I'm, it is crazy. We, we, we said six people 
Sandra Huller, America Ferrer, Rosamund Pike, Rosamund Pike, sorry, Julian Moore, Penelope Cruz, and one other person are fighting for that very last spot. So mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. And there's always that year, there's your Marina de Tavira's, your Andrea yeah. Risebo, where somebody just shows up. And you're like, who the, like Claire Foy and all of us strangers just shows up. Who knows? And it always Something's happens in happen. the supporting categories. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm honestly, I, yeah, I, Anybody who goes five for five in this should count their lucky stars just because it's that crazy for that last spot. I have seen the Sandra Huller double nomination thing flowing a lot, yeah. especially since she got in for BAFTA. But I, I can't, I can't see it. So the, the jury just big acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it is because it's so weird for that movie because that is such a non-actors movie in terms of it. it. At least it feels when you're watching it, but. She is great in it, so I would not be against her getting nominated. No, that would be... I mean, she's pretty damn good in Zone of Interest as well, so I'm, oh, I'm yeah. totally with you there. That's what I mean. Yeah. All right, Jack. Moving on. What Once was easy, and it is now not as easy. Supporting actor. All right. Well, the first three, pretty sure, are safe. The uh, triple, triple R's. R. Triple R. Robert R. Uh... From there, we get the now seemingly common conundrum of whether to double nominate or not. Um, I currently have both Poor Things Boys in, uh, but I will say Dominic Sessa is scaring me now. In a good way. In a good way. Yes, I do think The Holdovers is a movie that could actually, like, it's not going to overperform in like double digits because it's not going to be getting like sound, visual effects, or that kind of thing. But that's the cut. We we talked before about how that kind of feels like a combo movie, and we'll talk more about it when we get to actor. But I think a, a Giamatti, Devine Joy Randolph combo seems fairly like feasible and acceptable and if that ends up being like the love that they have then I don't think Dominic Sessom misses because I do think that that's like the trinity of that movie and it is those three and they're all so easy to love that I could just see the love pouring over to him as well but it's kind of hard to bet against industry titans such as Ruffalo and Defoe for me personally yeah I mean Willem Dafoe got nominated for At Eternity's Gate, so they have yeah, not. Exactly. So it's, he, he's he he's only above Penelope Cruz and just like just gets nominated for stuff. He just has an ability just to do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, I have I have both poor things boys in. Or Mark Ruffalo though is really weird. Or for a while I was like he's contending, and then he misses SAG and BAFTA. So it's like I'd still keep him in. Yeah, Defoe gets in. Ruffle's got in this. I think he's got three or four nominations in just this category. So he's a big name. Gets in there. So Charles Melton, we none of us have. I'm guessing. Mm, I think that ship is yeah. sailed. I think it was more of a critics thing than a actual. Yeah, because he missed SAG and didn't even make the long list for BAFTA, which I know doesn't mean everything. But if he can't make the long list, it's like I, mean, I, I love the overrate nominated without that. But it's it's just I don't know. I always love the overreactions from people on Twitter. Um, I know none of us, the three of us are pretty tame when it comes to overreaction on things, but I don't think any, any of the three of us have ever left the RDJ camp the entire year. And then oh, no. Charles Melton winning a few critics award. Like Charles Melton's going to win supporting actor. I'm like, 
Dude, no, he's not. <laughs> like, no, he's I, not he gonna never. I he never got above fourth place for me. I was like, I can never put him Same above here. Robert De Niro. Yeah. You know, Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. And the nomination was the win for him, and and then uh, right not now, even happen. Doesn't look like it, it. Doesn't look like it. So and no one has anyone else winning, right? It's Robert Downey Jr. Like in the long run now. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Probably. Yeah. If 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 Ryan Gosling won like Critics' Choice, I still wouldn't predict him, but I'd do something else. But it's. Robert Downey Jr. is one of the best campaigners to ever. And his speeches have been Campaign, phenomenal yeah. so far. The the one at yeah. Critics Choice when he read off the bad reviews, I think that was a pretty yeah. pretty sick one. He's he's doing it. He's going all the way with this one. So right now I also have I'm I have Hunters Five with the two poor things boys. Just because of the stat that you put out, Jack too, that we've had consistent double nominee from the same movie in recent it years. Was, what? The, the, five the, of the the other thing too is like it doesn't feel like either of them are like a get swept up in the wave kind of like a jesse plemons was or i feel like mm-hmm. he just kind of like popped up at bafta and then we we're like okay like we're gonna ride both of them too also and then these two have been like in the contention pretty much the whole time and ruffalo's missed a couple points but let yeah, me like, like you said he's been nominated a bunch before and let me ask you guys for- this if sessa does get in obviously it's going to be over one of the poor things boys who are you kicking out i would Right now, I have Defoe in fifth place, but it is. I probably, I'd probably say Defoe wouldn't make it, but I do like that this category they go in alphabetical order, and Defoe would be the first one yep. announced if they so do. We, yeah. So we're gonna know. We will know right away. And Sessa and Ruffalo are, you know, R and S are right next to each other, so we will know to the very end because Downey, Gosling, De Niro are right there. Yeah. But yeah, so it's either we'll know right away and we won't know who gets that last spot between it. So it'll be a great category come the, that morning. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hunter, lead actress. Okay. Uh, best lead actress. I have Lily Gladstone, Emma Stone, Sandra Huller, Carrie Mulligan, Margot Robbie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I I think yeah. I think the ship has sailed on not nominating Margot. She she's one of the only ones that hasn't missed anything. So I was just like we said offline with Jordan Love. I doubted it all season, and she just has never <laughs> missed. And I'm like, you know, at that point, I have to go for it. And Greta Lee, if she had gotten a BAFTA nomination, which sounded it's such a BAFTA pick for her because they've done like um, Tessa Thompson, they've done like Rada Blank before. They picked some. Not odd nominees, but some smaller films with some big performance. And if they didn't go for Greta Lee, I'm like, I if even they went for Margot Robbie over that, Greta Lee. Yeah, I was like, oh, I I can't do it. I honestly even was under the for me personally, like if Mario and Greta Lee came in, I still was picking Margot Robbie because well, they still chose Margot. Yeah, that, that's my that. thing. That, uh, it would have been a little tougher if yeah. It, I was like, no matter what, if Margot gets a bath time, she's in. If Margot and Greta Lee have to debate about it, but since Greta didn't even get in, I don't know. I also am a person who does like I can't predict someone who got everywhere to miss. Yeah. Even even if it feels a little weird, I just can't do it. I've, which will lead to the best actor as well. I've never let her go. I've had Margot in since the start. Once I felt confident Barbie was going to be an awards contender, I think the you just can't like the jokes write itself you nominate the man from barbie but you don't nominate barbie like it just it's does the jokes write itself and we're not comedians the 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 problem is we'll get to best director and margo's still my fifth place if if 
if things go a certain way, the headlines are, are going to be, be brutal. Yes, absolutely mm-hmm. wild. Oh yeah. If Ryan Gosling is the only above the line, you know, face, you know, person with a name nomination for that movie, we are going to have some problems. I agree. Um, so. All right, lead actor. Anything else? You, wait, is sorry, there... yeah, yeah. So you got you guys all have Margo. Jack. You're oh, on the same same five. Yeah, same five. Okay. Is there it's any like, other names we didn't? Annette Benning would probably be next, right? That's that's the only one where. So I ha- cares about that movie, but I don't know. I want to talk about something, and I don't think that um. I know Hun. I know Hunter hates when I bring this. I brought it up last year. I'm going to bring it up again this year. It just it's something to talk about. It's already happened to her oh, one yeah, sissy. Gotcha, gotcha, it's gotcha. already happened to her once at Lafka. And she missed BAFTA. Is there a world where she, Lily Gladstone just gets written into supporting? And if she does, does that change who's winning supporting for you? I don't think it's out of. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. To well, be honest, with I you. think I think just what you said with Charles Mellon, a, a critics group doesn't influence yeah, the exact whole true. race, so I wouldn't count that one. BAFTA was weird. They didn't go for Kills of the Farm much at all, really. I mean, no, yeah. no Martin Scorsese, which is he's their all-time <laughs> leader for director nominations. So they didn't nominate him, which was crazy. So there is some thing there, and they have some questionable things when they nominate people of color in acting categories. But it, just for the theoretical, if Lily Gladstone wins supporting, she oh, wins, right? I. Probably, probably Divine Joy Randolph has been dominating. Yeah, <laughs> no one else has in our fantasy league. I've literally she's across the board. No one else has won a single thing in a considerable critics group or anything. So it's so weird for me to just say, ah, well, sorry, you're not winning now after yeah. you just destroyed the competition. I think the last time Man, something like would, this. I do think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think the last time this happened that led to the other person winning was Winslet, right? That was also, though, she had two performances that year where nobody could decide either or. And she had Revolutionary Road and this, or she got nominated for both at multiple different groups. And then the other one before that that comes to mind was Benicio in Traffic. That he won supporting, but then he he won lead or some nominated for lead. I think at another at other awards bodies. But yeah, it it doesn't happen often. It's just something to talk about, just because of where we are. And her missing BAFTA was just so weird, so weird. It was it was weird. Even like her, like her missing was yeah, it was crazy. And and in terms of in terms of winning, I I mean I I still think she can win. I'm not ruling it out it uh i i, I currently have emma winning yeah i currently have emma winning because she's probably gonna win bafta and that's a, like a lethal package to have so well yeah. um but yeah we'll see what happens there yeah, uh whoever whoever wins sag i'm gonna just you're gonna go with that kind of because they're they're 50 50 right now whoever gets that i'm kind of just gonna go with it uh lead actor Alrighty. so i have killian murphy and oppenheimer paul giamatti the holdovers Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Coleman Domingo, Rustin. And I'm not going with the SAG Five. I'm gonna go Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, the only reason that I went with Coleman over Jeffrey Wright was Coleman hasn't missed anything, and Jeffrey Wright has. That's literally 
flipped the coin and went there. Uh, Leo, I think the name the name itself will get get him in. If he misses, okay. I just I don't know. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I you're gonna want him at the Oscars. If he misses, whatever. But uh, yeah, I feel I don't feel comfortable with four and five. I could easily go three for five here. But um, yeah, this is where I landed on Hunter. What about you? I have the top three lock set up. Forget it. I have Jeffrey Wright. For American Fiction, and I have Coleman Domingo. So you went that's SAG, right? That was SAG five, right? That's a SAG yeah. one. Only you know, Leo missing SAG and BAFTA after he got Don't Look Up nomination. It was weird. <laughs> so, Another weird one which, too. Which is weird. So you don't really know what to think about that one. But it's like, but it's also he's Leonardo to fucking Caprio. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he still could do it. I, and so it's. Because Colvin Domingo is another one where I was like, I can't not predict him. He's made everywhere, oh. even though Rustin is a movie nobody cares about. Nobody cares about that movie, but they love him. They love him in that performance. So I don't. Uh, yeah, I I don't think I'll go f- perfect on this one, but who knows? R.I.P. Andrew Scott. By the way, once <laughs> he missed ba- once he missed BAFTA, I was like, oh my god! How do you, he's your boy. How do you not nominate him? It's like, come terrible. on, Jack. What about you? Uh, I've got Hunter's Five cutting Leo DiCaprio, yep. um, and it could could very still will happen. Obviously, he's Leo, and Killers is a much more, I would say, prominent movie in the Best Picture conversation than Don't Look Up was. So he yeah. himself is probably more in there, like conscious. But yeah, Col- Coleman and Jeffrey, I, I have better feelings about, and yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm kind of surprised that I'm. Coleman hasn't missed anything, but I don't have a reason to not put him in. Jeffrey Wright was, feels I, like uh, Giamatti in Sideways. Like the movie gets re- gets <clears> other <throat> nominated, and they just like leave him to the side. I was I was so ready come back to morning. I was like, I don't think Rustin's going to get anything. They're probably not going to go for that one. Leo get in because he's Leo, and it didn't happen. I was so ready to put Leo in over Rust Coleman, and I just I can't now. I just I just can't. Alrighty. Uh, moving on to director fun, Jack, fun, take fun, it fun, away. Fun. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> right. right now, Hello. what are you gonna do? Shocker! Whatever you say, you're forward. you're sticking with this. You can't change. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Actually, okay. I've changed within the last six hours <laughs> at this point too. Uh, Chris Nolan on top. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Yorgos. From there. I yeah, have fun. Do, yeah, I, I, I recently settled on Glazer. I'm pretty sure that like the zone of interest is going to perform well. And not to mention, we've been having this correlation with uh, international feature, and we get a director in there too. So I'm inclined to believe that carries over. And here's the contingent thing, Dave. You mentioned for America Ferrero, how good of a morning they have. I think Bar- Greta Gerwig getting in is probably the most contingent thing of how good of a morning they have. Um, <laughs> Greta is currently in my fifth spot. Uh, and I am holding out for the best. And then from there, yeah, there are two other names I was floating on. So I'm excited to see which of you two have them in, if any. Alrighty, so... <clears throat> Uh, I have Christopher Nolan. I have Martin Scorsese. I do not have Yorgos Lanthimos right now. Oh, okay. Okay. I have 
I hated doing this because I didn't think he was going to get in, but Alexander Payne getting BAFTA and DGA, I was like, I, I, I was like, I, I got, I got it. He's never, he's never been nominated for director either. So, whoa, 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 for, for what? Really? Has he Ad- missed director? Alexander at Payne? BAFTA. He's never gotten oh, director at BAFTA. BAFTA. Okay, at BAFTA. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 he's never gotten a BAFTA nomination for directing. Um. So. The fact that he got into BAFTA just made it. I'm like, I, I gotta find him. I gotta find a place to get him in. Uh, I have Gerwig and I have Glazer. Uh, okay. I have to kick someone out. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't kick out Scorsese because it's Martin fucking Scorsese. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't miss. Yeah. He never misses. It's 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 a tough one. It really is. I mean. Does Yorgos deserve to be there? This ended up being just a loaded lineup this year when we thought it was going to be kind of an easier five. This made just seeing Trier is, is missing here and she could easily get in. Um, I I don't know, man. I think you laid a, you laid a world, Hunter, a few minutes ago that I don't I don't want to live in that timeline of Margot and Gerwig not getting nominated here. I, that would be that, the worst. Coleman Domingo's fifth spot for that. And it's like, if he gets beat up for Leo and it's like, we have got some big headlines coming up that morning. If this happens, Bar- I don't want that to happen, but it's just how now be. Barbie is very, it's a very populist movie. This branch does not go for movies like Barbie. They never have. They, they snubbed the knee. I, I, it's, it's very, you know, they're not known to do Barbie, but it's the biggest movie ever directed by a woman. It is the... She is probably the biggest female director we've ever had at this point. May not be the best female director to some, but I think she's the biggest. I don't know, man. I can't... I I, I see them doing it. I just... Like, to have an all-male lineup this year would not be it at all. It would be just a brutal L for the director's branch. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to get kick Yorgos out. So I'll stay with my, so Nolan, Scorsese, Payne, Gerwig, Glazer. This is probably the most fun we'll have talking about director because once Tuesday end hits, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So we can just forget about it the rest of the time. Uh, Hunter, I already saw your five, but go for it. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, Yorgos Lanthimos, Jonathan Glazer, Alexander Payne. Oh, man. And I feel, I think it's way too weird and strange that everybody has shifted away from Gerwig in this last week. It's me included. Weird. Like, everybody has just been like, no, she's not getting on me. Which is, it makes no, that doesn't make no sense. Because this branch is one of the few branches where you could predict someone to get in who really hasn't hit anywhere. And you can make predict a snub for someone who has pretty much hit everywhere. Because this is that kind of branch. But it it does feel weird for me to not predict Greta Gerwig because Barbie is just such a you know behemoth this year. It's the number two behind Oppenheimer in terms of just presence in terms of awards. But the same thing is said about Denis Villeneuve even more. I but you can't predict you can't predict someone like Denis to miss, and I feel weird predicting someone like Gerwig to miss when I have Barbie getting like nine nominations. I also think the. For me, like twenty twenty three is not just a year of like Oppenheimer. It was 
everything. It's Barbenheimer. Yeah, I know. So yeah. the fact to not have both of them in here would kind of be a travesty. It would be. And I actually had Justine Trier instead of Alexander Payne like six hours ago. I, I just switched because yeah. the Alexander bat- Payne, he just gets in. He just does it. Yeah. That's, he's like Defoe. He just gets in. That's how he does it. And, yeah. But Justine Trier has done exactly the same thing Ruben Uslan did last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Won the Palm Door, kind of stayed quiet for a few months, popped up at Globes, dominated at BAFTA in the European Film Awards. Exact same path. Would so. be a cool one if, I mean, I think Glazer's direction is impeccable. It's probably one of the best of the year. Interesting world if we get Gerwig and Trier. Yeah. It, it is also one of those weird where I also feels weird that Jonathan Glazer has been consensus by everybody to get in. Where before, until BAFTA, he had not been nominated anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels such a director's pick. But it, this feels so weird that everyone's kind of settled on this. Again, me included. I feel weird doing this. There's Something's going to happen here. I agree. I mean, as long as we hear Gigi, I, I'm, I'm fine. Nolan and Gerwig, <laughs> like, I, I mean... Man. Martin missing BAFTA was... I actually took it as a grain of salt because it's Martin Scorsese. I don't see them ever doing that to him that, here. I thought it was I, just weird. But yeah, Martin Scorsese, I don't think he's missed for a movie he should have been nominated for since like Casino. Because every other movie he hasn't been nominated for, it wasn't, the movie wasn't in contention. Yeah. He just hits. But again, yeah. like Defoe, Gerwig is first alphabetically. Actually, no wait. Director's Branch, they don't do that actually. They do it randomly. I looked yeah. it up last couple years just to make sure. Uh, any any other names, Jack? Um, I, I don't think uh, Bradley Cooper, man. I, I if Bradley Cooper gets in over Greta Gerwig, the world will burn. The yeah, world. Like, yeah, just, if he yeah, got in one other place, and just one other place somewhere, I would maybe consider. Well, he got in. A, he got in a BAFTA. He got in a BAFTA as director. Oh, fuck, I forgot he did get in. But oh, oh boy, repondering. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. He would be like eighth place for me because this is just oh, such yeah. a loaded category this year. But that's the thing, like fifth through eighth place, even fourth through eighth place, because Glazer I still don't think is a safe pick, really. I concur. Because like Yorgo, Yorgos, I still technically have is safe because I have poor things getting like twelve nominations and he's been in before, mm-hmm. but I'm like. I'm not saying that's 100%. Like, Nolan Scorsese, the only ones where I'm like, don't even think about it. Don't even. But everything else is open to a debate. So I do love this category because it has its own rules. Yes. But also, I hate it because it's just, ugh. Concur. I don't know. Um, fun. Yeah, this should be a fun one. Uh, at least I yeah, know. At least I know we'll, I'll go one out of five. That's kind of where I'm at. At least I, I know. Scorsese's getting in. He always gets in. And... If Scorsese doesn't get in, that that is that is historic, I would say. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you there. He always gets it. And then finally, uh... he could have beat Rebel Moon, and they would have given it. <laughs> they would have put him in. And we finally got here. Best picture. Um, last week, yeah. I I stood on my soapbox and I said. I can't do the PGA 10. They've never matched on five for five. They've never matched on pl- on sliding scale. They haven't matched on 10 for 10. I hate that this stat is like was eating at me. I sat there trying to find another option and I could not find another option. There isn't. Um, so yeah, Hunter will take it away, but I think we are all going to be in agreement here. 
Oppenheimer, Kills of the Flower Moon, Barbie, The Holdovers, Poor Things, Maestro, Past Lives, American Fiction, Anatomy of Fall, The Zone of Interest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to yeah. the T. They, yeah. they, did, they did match in the sliding scare era, just Best Picture didn't go 10 that year. 10 nominees that year, so. Yeah, this is... But yeah, it doesn't feel good to it you feels know, do terrible. it but at the same time. But, you know, it feels it feels worse to not do it. So, so I think The Holdover is, is taking a lot of, like, American fiction's kind of... Uh, I guess it's just online, so it really doesn't matter. But, like, word of mouth has been really positive over for The Holdover the last couple of weeks. The... I used to think maybe past lives was the thing that misses. If there is a miss, could it be American fiction and we're just not considering it? And it could be that, I, and we're looking for again, a lone screenplay what, what, nom. What, what, what what's beating it? What's, I was what's gonna taking say, what gets it? Color purple. Like man, I'm not balls, balls to the wall. We get I mean, a, like how many? How many did uh, women talking just had two, two last year? Two. Yeah, I, so, I mean, the only thing I see, if I see Julianne Moore and Charles yeah. Belton get in, then it, then, it, then, yeah. then, then you worry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict it, but I would be a little more on the edge of my seat come that last category. I'd be like, okay, this here, is potential. Here, here's another one for you. And again, Jack kind of talked about this a little bit throughout the, the time that we've been recording here. The um, idea that Saltburn gets a screenplay nom, Roseman Pike comes in in supporting actress out of nowhere, and that's that random best picture nominee in Saltburn. It's it's a little bit if it gets because like cinematography, it's mm -hmm. kind <laughs> of there. I mean, we will probably we know we've done this enough that we'll see the signs. I'll say that. Like, I'm kind of thinking like the Nightmare Alley situation where none of us predicting the best picture, but it had enough under the you know it had like production design, cinematography, just it, enough nominations during the morning where I was like, oh, there's something there. Yeah, so. I'm like, or, or even I mean, I feel like even in that case, I feel like I feel like we had pretty much kind of felt like those like three or so nominations were going to happen, and then it just popped up there in Best Picture. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, maybe um, that's been the case. Yeah. Kind of it's or something, and it just gets three that were like, yeah, well, that makes sense, and then wow, there it is. I mean, I think I'm the only one of the only ones that had saltburn in our little fantasy thing for best picture. That would really help me if I think if... we all did because back a then, lot of people. Did. Oh, a lot of people like, did. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, we yeah. we do these predictions in July before that is true. <laughs> so um, and that's the fun of it. I like it because you pick something and you're like, oops, that so, didn't work. So before we finish, I did Hunter while you were having your technical difficulties, Jack. I brought up what my year in advance predictions were that my article dropped oh, oh, it's nice. my article dropped March 20th 2023 I, I, I do 15 and I'll run through the 15 for you so the 15th is getting nominated for best picture that was the holdover so that's yeah. <laughs> number 14 is when it gets embarrassing I apologize um, number Probably. four my, it's just as bad <laughs> my 14 I had foe <laughs> Oh, I mean, what was it? Foe. Oh, the, the bad search room. That's a bad movie. But I mean, it wasn't at that point. It wasn't terrible. But yeah, that was bad. <laughs> 13, I had Ferrari. I, no. 12, I had Rustin. 
Even Ferrari, I'm still weird on that one because it has good reviews, but no one actually really likes it, though. So yeah. Or the, the numbers say people like it, but then no one actually likes it. So it's like, what is it? And nobody went and saw it. So who knows? Number 11, I had air. So that was close, kind of, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's kind of where it is. It's kind of where it is right now. I have it in 12th right now. So Number 10 did not come out, but doesn't seem like it's going to be an Oscar player this year. Anyway, the bike riders. Yeah. Um, number nine, here's where you can LOL at me. Uh, next goal wins. Ah. Hey, if you were in the room Under- during that uh, world premiere, yeah. if you were in the room at that world premiere tiff, you would have thought it would win best picture. <laughs> and then that was also one of those where it played like a goddamn firecracker in the room and then i went out of the room and it's like 50 percent around to me i was like whoa 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 <laughs> i thought people liked this movie and then nope number so, number yeah. number eight i had barbie so i've been on the barbie train since march of last year I, I will give you that i would not have put barbie in my 10 at all at this time last year so i would not have done it seven i have past lives i just okay. felt like it was it? a24's contribution number six i had salt burn I guess TBD. Uh, I mean, hey. Number five, I always felt weird about it. And I knew, I, and I, as I saw the first trailer, I knew this wasn't going to be a thing. And I was, God damn it, I wish I could have taken this out. I had five, I had the color purple in. Uh, that was a big L on I my end. I had, I, shit, I had to get in like eight nominations. Yeah. What, like, uh, uh, like six weeks ago, I had in eight nominations. Now I have it barely with one. That's just how it's gone with this movie. And then four, I had Killers of the Flower Moon. Three, I had Oppenheimer. Two, I had Maestro. And then one, I had Dune Part 2. So I went 50% which, this year. I had five out of ten. Which, it, Dune Part 2 would still be number one. The yeah. technicality, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Now, so, yeah. yeah do, so. do you guys, off the top of your head, how many nominations you're predicting for these movies this year? Uh, Oppenheimer, I I, Oppenheimer, I have it tying the record at 14. With a caveat that we didn't talk about this in supporting actor, we, that random Brian Tyree Henry nom that we get a double nominee, but the wrong movie, and it's actually Matt Damon all along, and it's Matt Damon that and Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. And Oppenheimer breaks the record with 15 Oscar nominations. I was only because I have it at 13, so I guess we because we don't have it different anywhere. Do we? Then I must have miscounted. Yeah, I could have sworn I had but, it at fourteen. Either way, tying or bre- record breaking for Oppenheimer. But that was that was my thing is if sound categories were still split then and for some fucking reason it didn't get not off the long list on visual effects, I would predict it for visual effects. That I would be predicting it to get the all time record for Oscar nominations. So that's kind of where we're at. Right I now. do think I know we're early. If it does end up with like fourteen nominations, or I do think it could tie Lord of the Rings. Because it's not winning costume, it's not winning costume. Uh, it's not winning costume or production design. It could still win screenplay, and then the rest it's winning. I can't. I, I think I have it winning everything else. Well, I can't I, win eleven because it's not gonna win makeup either. It could know. win makeup. Well, it could win I, makeup. I would, I, my, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So okay, yeah. So it could only lose costume design and production design, and and. I do have a number one. I think every other category. I have. Well, I have. Emily Blunt would have to be Divine Joy Rain. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not happening. That, yet. All right, so it's not going to tie Lord of the Rings I, I and Titanic. That, I don't want that to happen because um, Divine Joy Rain. Right now, I do have but, Killian winning, but that's between him and Paul. By the way, my worst take since we're pretty much done with the pod, my worst take this year was my uh, assumption Bradley Cooper had it locked. That was probably the worst take I had yeah, all season. Man. I. I 
I honestly thought he did too. And then because I was like, I don't give a shit what Twitter says. I don't care how much people hate him. It's we just had Will Smith do this. We just had Rami Malek do this. We just had Gary Oldman do this. It just wait till the televised words. He'll start sweeping. Yeah. And now he's not. Yeah. He's one a damn thing. And then uh, and the other thing about just like the the funny thought everyone's like oh we got to get like bradley cooper and oscar i'm like man we got to have our new Cary grants like there's going to be people who just go on like losing oscars and people who just don't win well we we never never gotten to this part point though where he's going to have 12 nominations at this point (laughs) yeah a year ago i literally said this on our 2024 like march i said all right bradley cooper's gonna nominate for screenplay producing directing and acting he has to win. He'll be on 13 nominations, and look where we are. He's not going to win anything. <laughs> Crazy. Actually, he probably won't get nominated for director, I guess. Never mind. But, like, we're going to back in the same if, place. If, if, he do, if he, like, insanity, if he did, would we, like, reevaluate the actor consideration? Mm, I don't think so. Not with what Paul Giamatti's doing right now. Yeah. If, if it was just Killian... Like I think which Killian we, wins BAFTA. Which would be weirder to say if he didn't. I think Killian wins BAFTA, and then I guess that's also who wins SAG wins the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because right yeah, now I have Killian it, in the it, one again, spot. Again, it's it's SAG's gonna decide for me both lead and actor and actress yeah, right now. Yeah, same. It's, it's like I don't I don't know because supporting is who cares? Anymore, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One winner and four losers who are just happy to be there. Awesome. So yeah, that wraps everything up. This has been a fun discussion as it is every year. Uh, nominations will be on Tuesday. So next week, when I think Jack and I return, Hunter has never watched an episode of The Sopranos, so he gets a deserved week off. Uh, oh, damn, I don't get to react to the nominations. I guess I'll have to watch. Unless all you want to come on for the, the rea- yeah. <laughs> come on for the reaction and just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So next week we're gonna s- celebrate the 25th anniversary of. Quite possibly the greatest show ever made, The Sopranos. Jack and I are gonna dive deep into the Gumas, the best episodes, and where we rank Tony Soprano as in the TV character pantheon. So that should be a fun discussion. Uh, Hunter, tell everyone where we can find you. Uh, you can find me at thecinemadispatch.com. Just put out my final nomination predictions as you read here. Just put out my 24 movies to look forward to in 2024. And we are putting in our ballots right now for the Minnesota Film Critics Alliance Best of 2023 Awards. So we will be announcing our nominations just as the Oscars are as well. So look forward to that. And Jack. You can find me on Letterboxd. I'm going to name Jack Renault. And you can find all three of us over on the League of Cinephiles. We are getting ready to start season four, our final season at that. Uh, so get ready for more movie trivia, movie debates, and a whole bunch of other content from there as well. And you can find my work at thecinematicgrill.com and on Twitter and Instagram. And also see my work on Ron Tomatoes. Until next week, see you at the movies, kids.